wrote somewhere. I know sometimes you have issues reading your own handwriting. So there, that is indeed true sometimes, BC. And I'm having to but, write more as, as time goes by, on. By the way, the name of the mountain was Mount Crumpet. Is that what you lived no, on? I did, no, I did not live you on. and you and your Max, Max, your dog. Well, I can tell you what though, the baloney jambalaya <sighs> did not necessarily agree with me. So being not only away from. I was I, I would live close to a hospital, but I couldn't really get to it. Now is this the same the hospital snow. that you prayed to get to when you were high? That was indeed the okay. that was the, the pot brownie hospital <laughs> yeah, okay. too. It's okay. called Brookwood. Well, hospital. you went into rehab for pot brownies. Yeah, I thought I was going to die there. I really <laughs> did. I thought, well, they're going to you know, how are they gonna, who's going to come claim my body? At no Brooklyn wonder hospital. you were eating b- b- bologna jambalaya. You were high as a kite. Well, if I was counting on you, Yahoos, I'd I'd have never you know gotten down from that. Place. What's but, on Bleed Tech Blue yeah, tonight? Let's talk. Let's talk too deep. I, I need we? to I need Air- to clear something up before we get. I'm I'm reading that Babe Ruth was only two fifteen. That's a lie. No, they didn't really have uh, scales back then. Scales back. That then. makes the diet. He all looks that like more a impressive. hefty two fifteen. He, he was six two. So early in his out. career, probably two fifteen. Later, probably two fifty. All right, yeah. coming up on Bleed Tech Eric Blue. Eric Henry, who works for us at this point. No doubt. Eric Henry will join us at 630. We'll, we'll break down the loss to Rice. Uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of Landry Liddy talk. It seems to be the uh, oh, yeah. first time Tech's had some buzz around the program since 2019. And uh, also got Phil Matulia coming in at 645. Oh, so, wow. Well, baseball Jesus. Is He'll be here. Would you cons- Puffy, would you consider yourself a Phil sexual? Uh Oh, please. Poli- no, yes, we need him at a game. We're going to ask him about that tonight. Yeah, I asked him about that. And, and I think, um, you know, it's it, he's uh, he's kind of a – he kind of, if you think about it, he's kind of like a, a little bit of a Babe Ruth in and of himself. He doesn't really care about the hair, the facial hair. I don't know if the man bays or not. I don't know. But he can sure hit a baseball pretty good. And uh, We'll find out so, if he does. Might ask him, say our friend Puffy said he doesn't bathe. We'll no, I don't think. Well, I, I, By I, the I, way, we did have somebody offer just now, one of our great sponsors, saying they'd be willing to sponsor a segment called Brownies with Puffy. <laughs> anyway, I have to, I have to, <laughs> Puff brownies. I have to have brownies to put up with this lot. But anyway, good, uh, have a great show, guys. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. For, for that gang, for Puffy. A.K.A. Cheech of the Brownie World. For John Tabor, Sean Fox, we'll see you tomorrow. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by. Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Good evening, beautiful people. It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank, for over 100 years. LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank for an uncommon 
experience or check them out online at ln.bank. Of course, you can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line at 888-993-7762. Beck Haynes, excuse me. How are you, sir? Good, BC. Uh, Eating you some Uh, nutter butters over there? Sponsored by the Golden Oreos tonight. Oh, I like it. like it. A little pre-show snack. Never hurt anybody. No, it it didn't. We got a lot to get to on this Tuesday night. Of course, Louisiana Tech falls 42-41 in overtime uh, on homecoming Saturday afternoon. Uh, Plenty to talk about with that one. Well, I I don't know. This is what what I love about sports, Ben. I don't know if there's ever been more excitement from a team's fan base that just lost in overtime on their homecoming to a food on their home field to a pretty awful team. I mean, that was a that was weird walking out of the stadium. I mean, we lost on the last play of the game, obviously, but yep. the buzz was real. Yeah, we, we experienced that firsthand with the postgame show. I felt the buzz. It was of course, genuine the Impact buzz. Healthcare Solutions, Louisiana Tech postgame call-in show, uh, Z107.5. Uh, immediately following the game, you know, we kind of joked that when the show was over, it's like we just started. Yeah, we didn't like, have to. We didn't have to say anything. Like we barely got to speak the whole show, which we're not complaining. Uh, of course, you can get Love us, the call-ins. Uh, following every single Louisiana Tech game, but that was a wild one. That was a crazy one. We're going to break it all down over the next thirty minutes. Uh, Six thirty, we got Eric Henry, uh, Underdog Dynasty, will join us. Uh, the lone beat writer for the FIU Panthers, where Louisiana Tech will travel He's to. on an island. He's an island boy himself. He is an island boy. Uh, 7 p.m. kickoff between Louisiana Tech and FIU Friday night in Miami. Uh, 6.45, Phil Matulia, Diamond Dogs, outfielder, first baseman, baseball Jesus, whatever you want to call him, he'll join us in studio. Might get Phil to stick around and pick the game on Friday night. Oh, he's got to. He ain't got nothing going on. No, not not a whole lot. You know, he lives in my old house. So I live Does in he? Co- yeah, I have to ask him about that. Um, got some housekeeping items to get out of the way here first. Dunkin' Dogs, Lady Texers will open their season uh, November the seventh. That's thirteen days away inside the Thomas Assembly Center. Uh, the Texters will host Central Baptist at five thirty. Uh, Dunkin' Dogs will host Mississippi College at eight. Uh, tonight, inside the Thomas Assembly Center, is Bulldog Madness. Uh, starts up 7 o'clock. Uh, free admission. Uh, I believe the doors just opened here at 6 o'clock, so make your way over for that. Duncan Dogs were picked to finish 6th in the conference in the preseason by the coaches. Kobe Williams was named to the preseason all-conference team, uh, while the Texters were picked 2nd in the preseason conference standings. Uh, Keanu Walker and Alar Robertson were named to the all-conference team. Walker was the preseason conference USA Player of the Year. So I know both those programs are excited to get going. Of course, we'll have you covered throughout the basketball season. BleedTechBlue.com, only nine ninety-five a month. Uh, I, if I must say so myself, it's one hell of a bargain. Oh, I think so. Is there a better deal in sports? I don't like to give you props too much, but you do a heck of a job. I'll give you that. No doubt about it. All right, let, let's get into this game. Rice and Louisiana Tech. I, I'm going to ask you this question again. Uh, we talked a little bit about it Saturday following the game. Fat, or rewind. Uh, about 10 days ago now, Tech went on the road to Denton, just got plastered by North Texas, gave up 475 yards on the ground. Wasn't exactly... 
a uh, great performance by any stretch of the imagination. Coming back home, Sonny Cumbie undefeated, never lost at home. Can't say that no more. Can't say it anymore. Uh, what were your expectations going into this game against Rice? I, I, I definitely thought it was going to be a competitive game. Do you know exactly when in the is the first quarter that Parker went down? Yes. Okay, first, first quarter. I mean, first drive, dogs look sharp. I mean sharp. Yeah, I think they scored in like two minutes. Yeah, everything Seven looked zip. good. Parker was perfect. Student uh, section was still intact. They Shout were still out. there. Yeah, the, the Columbia Blues were looking right. Woo, they look good. I, I felt good. Lie. I mean, I felt like we, we looked good. We were going to play good. I felt like there's no way we're as bad as we were at North Texas. Uh, Pretty impossible to I do mean, that. Besides not jogging the team out there on defense, they, we were going to be a little better. We had to be. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely underestimated Christian McCaffrey's brother. Yeah, Luke was pretty salty. Is that his name, Luke? Yeah. Poor guy's just always going to be Christian McCaffrey's brother. Uh, I I honestly, I felt really good after the first drive. I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, hey, I know it's the first drive, but that's what I expected. And speaking specifically to the first half, like, defense deserves a lot of credit. Playing without six starters, only allowed 50 yards rushing in that first half. Of course, you mentioned Parker McNeil goes down late in the first quarter. Uh, looked like some sort of a shoulder injury. Sonny Cumbie said today they're going to evaluate it throughout the week. We'll get into more of the quarterback talk here in a bit. But uh, defense hung in there. Yeah. like, And they've been they've been battered. I mean, they've really they, struggled. What I saw the first quarter, first half, was, I mean, we can win with playing like that. I mean, yeah. in a game like today, uh, you know, I I just it felt kind of to me like this is a game that we'll just we'll wheel our way to victory. Like I just didn't feel like we were going to lose. I thought it. the same. Kind of homecoming crowd was good. Not I was like, football, there's no way we're losing this one. And then Parker goes down, and I was like, man. And I think everybody felt it. Nope. It was the I well the only thing that kept the hope alive a little bit was that it didn't look obviously to the naked eye bad enough that we're like, oh, he's done for the day. Like, yeah, we saw him on the sideline. He was trying to get back in there. Yeah, and you know, he went in the locker room, probably got a little shot. Uh, when he comes out and is thrown on the sideline, I was like, oh, God, ain't got he it. ain't got it. And so then Downing goes in and, and, and not, you know, it, it, not to, to dog on Downing, but he just offensively just hasn't been able to do it. It sputtered. Season. It sputtered. Uh, he did throw two touchdowns. Both were products of a short field, uh, which, I mean, credit to them, did their job, and they got in and scored. One was a uh, – Came off know, a turnover. Turnover, on yeah. Big. And another one was a big return by Smoke. And then he throws a screen pass. Really, that one's Trey Harris. I don't even remember it. The, the second touchdown. Uh, Nate Jones, Nate a little Jones. tight yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. That one was actually pretty field. great. Yeah, it was, yeah, good it was throw. a good throw. Um, guy was wide open. Good good job for the for the Bulldogs but, there. But to your point, though, it just feels like every time we've seen Matthew Downing throughout this season, like there are moments offensively where, you know, you'll get a big play. He's serviceable. Yeah. Like, yeah. He can, he can, he can yes. win. There are moments where it's like, all right, you can win with this guy. Yeah. But like seventy percent of the other part of the time, it's like man, I'll tell it, you what it is. You're just stuck in neutral. The deciding factor is if you're on if you're on your own side of the field. I, I mean, like when we started on our twenty twenty five, there's not a whole lot not, of seventy five eighty yards. Not drives. a person in that stadium that felt like we're going to drive down and score here. And so we we said on radio on Saturday night, it just felt like for two and a half quarters, even though we scored twice, that it was just kind of like oh gosh, like you were kind of feeling it. It was coming. It. Yeah, it was coming. And then. Uh, Defense wears down in that third quarter. You yeah. give up the long touchdown run to the quarterback. And Seems like McCaffrey woke up and started. McCaffrey just woke up. He caught a touchdown. They pop, put him in know? the wildcat yeah. a couple of times. He, I think he had over 200 total yards in the game on 13 touches, uh, which is it's a testament. I mean, it's obviously he's very good. Right. Uh, but it, it felt like it. And you mentioned not being able to drive the field and go 75, 80 yards at, at different points in that game when you probably needed to. 
that in turn forced the defense to be on the field too long. And when you, and listen, we're not here to make excuses, but when you're down six starters, like it's going to eventually show up. And I think that's what eventually you just felt we saw. a turn. You felt the momentum turn. And, and so, Rice never panicked to their credit. Yeah, they did. They did good. So get into the fourth quarter. They score. We get, we got a situation. We got four minutes left in the 35 game. 35-27. 35-27. We got to score and get a two point conversion. Downing, we get some. I mean, we may have had a penalty or two. He gets some few yards here and there. We get to the thirty, whatever the other side, and he actually makes a fantastic throw on this dime. Play that, uh, and, and Cyrus Allen just dropped it. I mean, yep. it went right through his fingertips. Play dropped it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see Downing get hit. I think you were looking at Downing because uh, you hit said low. It, it was you, cheap. You, you said before before Cyrus dropped the ball, you said Downing's done. I mean, he, he you knew it right away. But, I mean, to, to his credit, that was a perfect ball and should have tied the game right there. Uh, but, obviously, he goes down with a bad – looks like to be a bad knee. He'll be injury. out for the year. Sonny Gummy's mentioned a couple times this it. week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He'll so, miss the remainder of so the So, he year. goes out. So, you never want to see a player go out like that. Uh, but, what I will – there's not a lot of teams in this country that would be as excited about their third-string quarterback as maybe the Bulldogs were. Standing been, ovation but, for the Gatorade player I'm going to – I still think it's a little debatable about. I mean, Downing may have still been coming off the field when Liddy jogged on. I don't know, but I'll tell you what: being if you weren't in the stadium, the uh, the old momentum shifted quickly for a third string quarterback that was born just a quick eighteen years ago. Okay, yeah, hadn't been a while. I mean, not even sure he has hair on his face yet. And to I mean, and to Ben's credit, Ben, you've been singing his praises all year long. What we've heard about Landry Liddy is is his physical ability is there for sure, but what we constantly hear about is what's between the ears. And not only his football knowledge, but the way he carries himself, how he processes the game, and, and how he doesn't seem to get nervous. I made the comment to you, man, I bet he's nervous, and you about all but punched me in the face. And I said, told you he's about to throw a touchdown right here on this play, and he threw a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it was you ripped my media pass off my neck when you did it. It's my it's my prized possession, by the way. Still no a little doubt. frustrated, but I mean, the dude he didn't flinch at all. No, hey, listen, I asked Sonny. He Cummings. looked so much less nervous than Parker and, <laughs> no, and Matthew looked. I asked Sonny Cumbie that question today. I said, "Were you surprised at Liddy going into the game in that moment, under a minute left on the eighteen nineteen yard line?" And you had to have it. I mean, game was on the line if you were going to have a chance to win. And Cumby said, you know what? Like, he was far more calm than I was as the head coach. You could barely tell that he was breathing. He was prepared for the moment. He believed in his ability. And Cumby said he believed in his preparation. And you could see that with the confidence that he played with. And I, listen... I'm not going to sit here and say that I've called it all year. Like, I'm not into that. But, like, you can see different – like, there's guys that are there's just There's some intangibles. Yes. Yeah, and, and like, you made the comment before, even even in the spring game and, and, and through camp, it's like, when's the last time we had a third-string quarterback move the ball at all, much less yeah. down the field and score a touchdown? I mean, I know it's a spring game, but that that's a – usually you can tell when a guy is pretty, like – I'm I'm green, you know? Yeah. Like, you can tell. Liddy's never really given off that – that deal, there's a reason why he's won the awards he's won. There's a reason why he had the success he had in high school. Uh, there's been questions about his size. Uh, not a big, tall guy. You he's know? a guy. He's a guy, though. 
He's a guy. He's a guy. He throws the fourth and three touchdown in overtime. Gets you back to fourth, 42-41, excuse me. By the way, that was another dime. Yeah, the, f- first of all, the touchdown pass was basically into one-and-a-half coverage, what I call it, 1.5 yeah. coverage. Not double, not quite double. He wasn't all the way there, but he was there. Yeah. And there was about a, a window about as big of a beach ball that that ball had to land in, and it and it landed right smack dab in the middle of it. Right in the bucket. Yep. You go for two. Sonny Cumbie mentioned last night on the coaches' show he, it was on him. He didn't get the play call in quick enough. Everything was rushed. If you go back and watch it, it was like they didn't get the play call into like five seconds on the play clock. Looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Probably take the delay of game and kick the extra point. Uh, but snap the ball. He throws the ball out of the back of the end zone. Louisiana Tech loses 42-41. I got to ask you this, though. If he hits that two-point conversion, are we naming our kids Landry or Liddy <laughs> or Landry Liddy? <laughs> I, I think. I mean, come on now. I think there's probably a part of Cumbie that's like, man, I, I'm sure he didn't process this, but can you imagine everybody in the stadium wanted to go for two? I, I think. Oh, I think so. Because too. we saw the Rice Owls just in three plays go 25 defense yards, was barely touched. Yeah, I mean, you weren't. And then I get it too from Cumbie's perspective. But we're looking at Liddy like he's a savior, but he's looking at him but as a third Cumbie's, string quarterback. Yeah, still looking at him like this is the third string guy that didn't get a lot of reps with the ones. I agree. And didn't get a lot of reps in practice well, at he, all. Hold on, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go to an. He also of, says on the two points. Why do you go to the fade route? He said, "I'll be honest with you. He doesn't have a whole lot of two point conversion reps in practice, so I wanted to simplify it." And listen, and it worked three times before. You mentioned it on the yeah. post game show. Went I don't to the love well the play one, call, but I understand. Went to the well one too many times. Uh, I would have liked to have at least seen a receiver have a chance, but that's neither here nor there. We, we get it. I think he far exceeded our expectations. He did more than than we could have asked for him. A lot to do. of optimism going forward, Beck Ames. And I think if if he would have somehow completed that and won the game, it would have just been pandemonium. You know, we get we actually got a text from Kenneth. So how do we keep Liddy from entering the transfer portal? He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. But I think the the one thing we got going for us is that Landry Liddy ain't six four. If he was six four, he wouldn't be here. Fair enough. I agree with that. I mean, a hundred percent. I agree. 100%. He just doesn't pass the eye test on the sideline standing there. But that doesn't mean he won't be incredibly successful. This is a perfect place for someone like Landry Liddy. He, gonna light it he up. can light it up over the next four years if he wants to. No doubt. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. We come back from the break. Some interesting comments from Sonny Cumbie during today's press conference about the plan at quarterback going forward into this week against FIU. You listen to Bleed Take Blue Radio, Sports Dog 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender. Member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today find out about our delivery options from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. 
courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey, DQ fans. We're so excited about October's Blizzard of the Month that we just had to tell you. Meet the new Snickers Brownie Blizzard Treat. Made with Snickers pieces, chewy brownie pieces, and caramel topping blended into the world-famous DQ soft serve. This might just be your new go-to order, and you don't even have to trick or treat to get it. Try it today, only at DQ. Happy. Tastes good. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Get us O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. What, what, what Brett throw out at us? Oh, Brett says, real question is, who can grow the bigger beard, Landry Lady or Baby Barnes? It's a good question. It's a good question. Couple of, uh... Couple of youngsters. I mean, Barnes ain't that young. Youngster, it just looking. looks young. Yeah, I'll cut them some slack as long as they keep balling. Uh, so, Sonny Cumbie weekly press conference. Uh, obviously, it's uh, got a little more intrigue, I guess you could say. Now that, uh, like we talked about in the first segment, uh, you get your third string freshman quarterback that really everybody's been dying to see play, and he performs at a high level. Sonny Cumbie says Parker McNeil's practicing this week. Landry Liddy's practicing. Jack Turner's practicing. Uh, they're all getting various amounts of reps, obviously. Uh, but, I, but I thought it was interesting. He said this. If Landry Liddy does start at quarterback this week, he says we want him to go out there and play so well that we never want to go back to Parker McNeil. He said that. Yes. And I thought that was a very interesting comment. You think it was one that had a lot of uh, thought before he said it? I don't know. Just... I, usually, coaches don't say a whole lot of things. I love it without thinking through the process. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean that is that's a that's it's an interesting comment. I mean, I think and, and, I think and, it probably stems from just like, hey, we've kind of had some back and forth this year. And, and it's interesting because said, in light because Parker's had some good games, and he he also said, you know, we want all of our players to do that. But I, I think there's more meaning to it when you mention specifically if Landry Liddy starts, we want him to play so well that we don't go back to Parker McNeil. It's because he's, he's a freshman. He wants him here for four years. And, Starting I, and, and listen, I think that's probably a win-win situation for Sonny Cumbie as far as, like, I found my guy. You know, if he does perform at that level, it's like, all right, I found my guy to kind of progress me Throughout my coaching tenure, at least for the first three, four years. I mean, who's just finding the golden nugget in their third string quarterback? Like this is, this is incredible. It's really talented. He's really it's, talented. It's incredible. Now, let me play devil's advocate here. All right, let's hear it. The guy's had a lot of hype. He's won awards. We've had 
some big question marks, sometimes thumbs downs at the starting quarterback position this year. I mean, he's Liddy's coming into a situation where it's kind of it's kind of nice for him. Yeah, I agree. With he that. comes in and throws essentially three throws. He threw some more in the in the last thing, but it was it was pretty obvious. We were just saying, hey, just don't screw this up. Trey Harris did drop a sixty six yard. Oh gosh, okay, he did that throw. That throw Co- deserves a mention. Kobe talked about that one on the post game show, and he was like, "That was a big time throw." I mean, just threaded it between three guys, and I mean, Trey. The problem was it was Too Trey hadn't seen that all year. <laughs> he hadn't seen it all year, and was like, "Holy, you know what?" And I, that that hit me in the hands. Didn't know what to do. with Didn't it. know what. Wasn't expecting the ball to be there, you know. Yeah. So, I get it. But incredible throw. But anyways, or uh, Liddy comes in and he really throws three throws. Yeah. In a in a situation where like really not bad. Like nobody expects him to do much. We yeah. Wanted to see him. I agree with that. Uh, he hits three of four perfectly. Okay. That's a lot of hype. I mean, we left the game feeling like, I mean, can you win a Heisman halfway okay. through the year? I don't know. You know. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, I thought about that. I think that's why this week is perfect. You win that game this past week. Like you said, the hype's through the roof. Right now, even though there is a lot of hype, you still lost the game. But now you get a road trip to FIU in front of, what, three, four dozen Right. Folks in the stands, yeah. like, like you ain't walking into Clemson this week. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so to, if you do get your first career start, which we obviously haven't heard if he will or not, it's a little more low key sort of situation to where you can kind of, in a sense, ease yourself into some things and hopefully not have a tremendous amount of pressure uh, from the crowd giving you standing ovations before your first snap of the game with 39 seconds left in a one-score game. Correct. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I mean, that no, I was, get it. I wonder, have we have we gone too far? Is he going to – like, what? what is people's real – I would love to if, – if Who you're listening, cares if we've oh, gone listen. too far? We're fanatics. If you're listening and, and got the cell phone, text in what your expectations are. 888-993-7762. I'm curious. Like, what happens this week? I mean, obviously – we got to start talking about wins, you know. The vibe I, I get. think I think we've gone as far as to be excited about as much as we can possibly be excited about without actually getting to win <laughs> as, as any fan base can possibly, possibly get there. Do. I mean, I I'm literally going to games not even thinking whether we win or lose. Like, do we get to see this person play? Well, they played well. Well, the defense was but better. Hey, here, here's the thing, though, about Liddy. So today, Mackie Carabin, linebacker, Carson Bruno. Uh, redshirt freshman offensive tackle. Shout out C. Bird High School. Um, so th- they're asked about Liddy. Obviously, media's got to got to figure out about the. Hey, two and five. We're not asking about. We're not asking about how the defense is playing. Mackie Carabin says it was awesome to see Liddy. You know, make that throw. He said, but I see it every day. I sit next to him in team meetings. He said it didn't surprise him because the guys. So calm. He's a football junkie. He said, I don't know how much film he watches, but I've never seen someone so football smart. Moving to the next one. Carson Bruno's asked the same question. And he says, when he walked into that huddle before that first snap, and I saw the look in his eye, I was like, all right, let's go. And it's like, you just don't. All right. Like, I mean, no, I'm with you. No, though. You don't want to create a well, no, But listen. On the other side of, of my previous point, like, 
guys say that sometimes, like, because it's the politically correct thing to say. Like that fair. for a teammate. That's a fair comment. But, but not, but we haven't heard it in a long time. About any quarterback. About any quarterback. Like, probably going back to 2016, Ryan Higgins. That's what I'm saying. Been a minute. So, like, it's something that you would kind of expect to hear, but we just haven't heard it. I agree with that. When we had, who did we have on this summer that was this quarterback coach? I forget the name. Billy Joe Tolliver. That's one thing he talked about. He talked about Liddy watching film and how he really learned to watch film. I can't tell you how many guys we hear that come to college and are like, yeah, I've never watched film. I don't really know how to do that. Yeah. No, and they talk about how they have to learn how to watch film. And then these guys go to the NFL and say, yeah, I don't really know how to watch film. Yeah. Like, there's a reason Brett Favre didn't know what the nickel defense was. Like, there's a famous clip of him saying, like, he didn't well, know what the because ni- he's a flat-out idiot. I know, but, but I I'm like, but a lot of guys, they get by without knowing how to do this yeah. stuff. Someone yeah. like Liddy, he ain't 6'5". He ain't 225. Yeah, he's got to He can't throw it 75. Like, like his, his thing may be he's just a genius. And we've just heard it so many times. And not that, like, Parker or, or Matthew Downing aren't oh, football smart. But we ain't hearing it about them like we've heard it like this about Liddy, which is what's driving this narrative that he's just incredible. All right, so, so let me ask you this. He goes out, he beats FIU, he beats Middle Tennessee next week, which obviously it's a long time from now. Are you like, you know what? Let's burn the shirt. Start hanging the banners for 2023. Let's burn it. Like, I'm not against burning the shirt if you're going to get Here's what burning the shirt starts. does is it probably makes your year next year better. Exactly. And so, like, and like you fans, just said. We've had a rough stretch. Like you just said. We've been really, really, really jacked up over a freaking loss. I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm sorry. Like, this might be uh, the, the not the right approach, but I'm ready to start winning, and I want 2023 to be a solid year because you got Nebraska on the road, who is a garbage Big Ten team that will have a first-year head coach. you got an SMU team that's clearly taking a step back with Rhett Lashley. You got North Texas at home, which surely they won't run for 475 again. Surely. And you got an FCS opponent. So, like, it's your easiest non-conference schedule that you're probably going to have in quite some time. I want to be geared up to pull some dubs out. And you know who else needs that? It's Sonny Cumbie. His job is to win football games. Yep. His job is not to make Parker McNeil a happy camper as he hangs up his football career because he got to play the Let me last ask you that. Let me ask you that question. There is an element to that, though, as a head coach. Like, you know, oh, this guy's blood, sweat, and tears for me for however many years. Yeah. Like, there, like there's a personal Well, I think that may be what he, in may be one of, he met by Liddy. Like, Liddy, if you're going to do this, make it easy for me. Yeah. Make it be nobody point. would ever expect me to jog Parker McNeil back out there when he's healthy because – They'd call me crazy. Yeah. Unnamed texter says, we will go 4-1 and one with Lydia's QB1. The only loss will be an OT at UTSA. Great. Expectations are in check. Uh, Brett says, my <laughs> expectations have tampered since Saturday night. Realistically, I expect an ugly game with a 65% Bulldog dub. There we go, Brett. Donald and Monroe says, FIU gave up 73 points uh, and were shut out against Western Kentucky and lost to friggin' UConn. Beat Bryant by one point. Injuries or not, we have no excuse to not beat them. Donald, you're right. Donald, you don't know but- how bad we looked. We... Donald, you're right, but I will say FIU is trending upward, okay? There ain't no easy dub left on this schedule. There's not. I'm still got my fingers crossed You'll never for Charlotte. Convince me. If there was a lock of the year, it's Charlotte. But, yeah, FIU is not as bad as they started. But. It is what it is. 
It is what it is. Let's go ahead. Take our next time out. We come back from the break. Eric Henry, Underdog Dynasty, will join us. We'll be back right for this. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At Diemel Motors in Arcadia, we're all bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMW Motors Facebook page. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Louisiana Tech traveling on the road to FIU Friday night for a Conference USA matchup. Eric Henry with Underdog Dynasty will help us preview the Panthers Eric, how are we doing tonight? Oh, man, I am doing all right, fellas. Always a pleasure jumping on with you. But really quick, before, before we jump to the game, uh, i got to shout out to producer there at Sports Talk 977. I have done radio, uh, morning radio. I have done Sean's show in the afternoon. It is now 6.30, your guys' time. Is my man just have, like, an apartment there at the studio? He's posted up all the time or what? Oh, like, he sleeps up here. There he's, ain't no doubt. He's the best in the business, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, tapes doesn't get a day off around here. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, let, let's, let, let's get into this FIU team. Uh, obviously, Mike McIntyre in his first year uh, as the head coach at Florida International. Uh, what was the overall vibe for this team as they entered year one of the McIntyre era? Oh, man. The vibe entering year one, well, it really depends on who you ask. And if you, you spend five minutes around Mike McIntyre, he has a very um, – you know, gregarious, outgoing, almost infectious personality. He's a guy who will not allow doubt into his mind. But, you know, all things considered, when you look at where this program is coming off of last year, uh, finishing the season at Southern Miss, only having 55 guys on the roster. And the amount of roster turnover, 48 new players, 52 players from last year's team leaving. And, and quite frankly, guys, I mean, 
it wasn't as if they, you know, went out and got 48 new players from the Power Five. I mean, they, they were getting transfers from SCS, from JUCO, from NAIA ball. So the feeling entering the year was, uh, I think, just kind of uncertainty as to what this team would be. And then, you know, you go through the early part of the year, and I won't go through line by line, but you, you open up with a, a win, a one-point win against an FCS team in Bryant, and I think that was kind of the realization for Panthers fans that, okay, um, you know, there's a lot of unknowns on this team. Uh, we certainly aren't necessarily going to be as good as maybe we would like, you know, in the early coin, but the, the upside guys, and we can talk about it as we start the previous slot check, it's a very young team. The way they've rebounded from that 73-0 loss of Western Kentucky and are trending upwards, I think the best football of the 2022 FIU Panthers is yet to be played. I think it's going to start Friday night. T- tell me about the quarterback, Grayson James, obviously a Duncanville, Texas native. Uh, how did he get to FIU, and really how has he progressed throughout the year uh, to where he's firmly taking grasp of that starting quarterback role? Grayson is a really unique story. I mean, he's somewhat of a, a late bloomer, guys, and I, and I think Grayson's recruitment, or maybe the lack thereof, is just a byproduct of today's college football. What I mean by that is if you take a look across the college football landscape, I think the, the numbers are run by 247 Sports. Uh, something like 52% of starting quarterbacks right now uh, are starting quarterbacks in FBS football did not begin their career with the team they are, they are currently on. What that means is so many teams are going to the portal for the next quarterback, and undoubtedly high school quarterbacks have been affected in terms of their recruiting. With a three-star kid due for a ton of yards, as you mentioned, at Duncanville, uh, also at uh, John, uh, John Paul here in the Dallas area, and we think that you know a big 6'2", 6'3", kid out of Texas, you know, athletic kid, you would think he's going to be, you know, rife with all of the FBS offers. That wasn't necessarily the case. So you kind of struck up with Bryn Renner, the former North Carolina quarterback, former FIU quarterback coach who was on the last staff of Butch Davis, and that was his primary recruiter that got him to South Florida. He backed up uh, Max Bornschlager last year as a primary backup, and then didn't even win the job out of camp, guys. They, they went with uh, deep transfer Gunnar Holmberg. Gunnar was knocked out in the third quarter of the season opener with a concussion. Grayson comes in and leads the team back from two scores down. And, and from there, really, it's a matter of Gunner not being able to, you know, of course, the concussion and, and you know, the time we're in right now, you're going to err on the side of caution with that. So it's been Grayson's job ever since. And, and he's really emerged, guys. I mean, again, like I said, a 6'3", 235-pound kid, very athletic, can use his legs, but also as a passer, very, um, very raw, but very, you see the ability. And I think, again, you know, it's only a, this week will be his, what, sixth career start or seventh career start. The best football is really ahead of him, and, and especially because the tech defense is still trying to find their way. Uh, I think he's looking to have a good game this weekend. Hey, if you say the tech defense is still trying to find their way, that, that's putting it nicely, and uh, <laughs> we appreciate that. But uh, Tyrese Chambers, get, getting him back uh, against Charlotte last week, one of the more uh, underrated receivers nationally, uh, kind of feels like he's ready to take off here the back half of the year. No doubt about it, guys. I mean, Reese is another guy. When you talk about this team, uh, another thing that, that I think makes it so impressive that they're coming into this week with an opportunity to get their fourth win is they have suffered through so many injuries. Tyrese got banged up early in camp, had an ankle injury, comes out week one, and he catches for 80-something yards and a touchdown, and then re-aggravates that ankle injury in the UConn game, misses the UTSA game, comes back last week, 10 grabs for 143 yards. And when you watch him, guys, he's not the biggest guy. You know, he's listed at 6'1", a buck 90. Uh, I love Tyrese if he's listening, but he's not 6'1". He's real close to 5'11 and change. But uh, someone who is so skilled as a receiver, I think the thing that's most impressive about his game 
is for his lack of, you know, 6'3", 6'4", size, he wins those one-on-one matchups, whether it's a slant across the middle or, you know, you want to throw him a back shoulder fade in the end zone. He always finds a way to come down with the ball, and I just think that's super impressive for a guy who, again, isn't the biggest receiver in the world, but definitely dynamic, can make plays, and run after catch guys. I mean, when Tyrese gets the ball in his hand, he truly is like a running back in space. Uh, defensively, you, lo- you look at the numbers on paper, obviously uh, allowing nearly 34 points per game. Uh, but uh, you look at how the unit performed against Charlotte this past weekend. I, I read your article uh, about some of the improvements they've made on that side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, here's the thing. Uh, you say they, they're allowing you know, 30 something, almost 35 points per game. Uh, that number is also going to be skewed when you still allow 73 to Western Kentucky. And just look at the last, what, here, five games, right? You know, they allow, uh, coming off of that Western Kentucky game, they head to New Mexico State, allow seven points. Uh, they allow the 33 points to UConn, but a, a large part of that was FIU's offense and their, their failure to score in the red zone, giving UConn, uh, giving UConn so many opportunities. Same thing in UTSA. You know, of course, UTSA is the cream of the crop in Conference USA. I think the whole length of 30 points was pretty impressive. And then to hold a really dynamic Charlotte offense with Chris Reynolds and the receivers they have just 15 points. That was impressive as well. So, you know, quickly kind of jumped in some of the guys who have led the, the way as far as the defensive resurgence. Kind of start with the linebackers. That's Donovan Manuel and Jason Bernadelle in the 3 4 scheme that Mike McIntyre and Jovan DeWitt deploy. Those are the two Mike linebackers, two outside linebackers. Uh, tackling machines, guys who not only will make tackles, but make tackles behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage when they have the opportunity. A couple of the guys to keep an eye on, Sean Peterson Jr. Uh, was a kid out of Miami who had power five interest come out of high school as a defensive player, but truly had his heart set on playing running back. Spent his first four years at FIU as a running back, made the switch over this year. He's been one of the top edge rushers in Conference USA with five and a half sacks right at the top of the leaderboard. In the secondary, you've got a guy like Demetrius Hill, a redshirt freshman, who uh, in comparison to former FIU great Johnson Cyprian. So a couple minutes to keep an eye on there, and they played a big part in the defensive resurgence. How surprised were you uh, that Louisiana Tech opened up as an eight, nine-point favorite in this game? That Kind of wild uh, looking at it from our perspective. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I was hugely surprised, to be honest with you, when I saw that. And listen, I get it. I, I think a lot of the odds makers in Vegas are still a little bit scarred by the way that that Western Kentucky game played out. And then also you take a look at the Charlotte win, and in my mind, while it is impressive, you obviously see the turmoil that that program is going through. And Will Healy getting fired, you know, maybe one to make the argument that that's a program that <laughs> almost kind of reminds you where FIU was last year in terms of just, you know, a bunch of veteran guys whose their time has just run out as far as playing with that coach. But yeah, I mean, maybe if you're Vegas and you're odd makers, you take a look at the Louisiana Tech played and you feel a little more confident. But yeah, I didn't think eight and a half. I think that line has come down a little bit. I left my thoughts at six, but I, if, if I were in charge, I would have, I would have set it closer to two or three. But as a, uh, as a, a fellow Miami sports writer once told me, you know, Vegas didn't build all those big buildings and hotels. I'm being wrong. So they must know something we don't. No, no doubt. Last thing, we'll let you get out of here. Uh, keys to the game from FIU's perspective. Absolutely. Keys to the game. Everything starts in my mind with the play up front. And I know that's very cliche, but this is a young offensive line that, again, very inexperienced, had four first-time starters. A true freshman in John Bach who spent some time playing guard and tackle. Very tough to do. So whether it's him, Julius Pierce, Lindell Hudson, Jacob Peace, they need to establish the play up front. They cannot protect Grayson. It will not work. And especially be able to establish the run game. Everything in my mind, when FIU has had their most success offensively, it is where it came off of Grayson using his legs and Fletch Joseph, the running back, getting opportunities.
opportunities. And defensively, the secondary, they're starting to grow up a little bit. They're starting to emerge. They're going to defend. Mike McIntyre mentioned in his presser, Trey Harris, Smoke Harris, got to defend those guys. And can they get Sean Peterson and Alex Noble some opportunities to rush off the edge? If they can do that, they'll have a strong chance of victory. If any of our listeners want to follow some of the work you do online, where can they find that at? Absolutely, fellas. You can find my FIU and Conference USA coverage at uh, on Twitter at EricTHenry underscore, and you can find that uh, online at UnderdogDynasty.com, which is SB Nation's home for a group of five football coverage. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to a fun one Friday night. Anytime, fellas. Appreciate it. Eric Henry, Underdog Dynasty, joining us to preview the FIU Panthers. Go ahead. Take our next time out. We come back. We got Phil Matulia in studio. We're talking Diamond Dogs baseball. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Be back right after this. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Back in, John Tabor, Phil Matolia, Sports Talk 97.7. Phil, it's good to have you in. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Uh, you going to go? No, first? I mean, Phil. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Where you? Uh, where you from? For those that don't know, uh, been here a long time. Been here a long. It feels like you've been. Is this here your a fifth while. year or sixth year? Fifth year. Fifth okay. year. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, it all started. Uh, I'm from Houston, Texas. 
Went to St. Thomas High School in downtown. Um, oh, how different is Ruston from downtown Houston? It's extremely different. <laughs> do yeah. you like it? I, I do now. At first, I didn't. It's a little different. It was it was extremely. Uh, it was a big change. Uh, you know, going going from the big city hour to school to the really small <laughs> town. Two you know two stoplights, three stoplights in downtown. Uh, it was it was it was a wild change for me for sure. And you came in as a catcher, right? Correct. Do you miss playing catcher? I do. I do. Do you? I think it. Uh, I, I love being involved in the game. And uh, when you're involved every single pitch, you can really make a difference. So I miss that aspect of it for sure. So when Coach Burroughs asked you to play first base last year, you're like, oh. It's yeah, kind of. It's a little no it's close to catcher. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, just getting to be a part of the plays and making a big difference. I like that. Did, do you like when pitchers try to wing it over there at like 97 <laughs> on a pickle? No, throw? yeah. And Greg Martinez is the worst with that. He, uh, this is the content we're here for. Yeah. yeah. No, and uh, he'll attest to it. He, he likes to throw it over there because, I mean, he – he doesn't like to short arm it because he ends up throwing it wild. <laughs> yeah, so he just good. he slings it over there at ninety, and we just got to react to it. Then Fincher uh, wings it over there at like forty two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Fincher, Fincher, <laughs> but he, he puts it there. He puts yeah. it right in the zone. Give him credit. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, injuries early in your career. How difficult was that for you? You talk about transitioning from Houston to Ruston. Obviously, uh, you were banged up early on. Was that tough to overcome? Just to kind of find your footing. Uh, and really be able to showcase your talents like you really started to do. Uh, you know, obviously COVID 2020 kind of slowed some of that down, but you really broke out in 2021. Yes, and um, actually I'll go as far as saying as COVID was extremely good for me because um, it was – so it's my freshman fall. I actually injured my knee catching and uh, played my freshman year. I had a number of at-bats, I think 60 at-bats, something like that, caught a few games. Um, then that summer I got a second surgery on my knee. Mm. It was, it was cartilage. It was a Macy procedure. So nothing like super serious, but, uh, I rehabbed that and then went into COVID year, which kind of helped me with my rehab. Just basically take some time off. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, then from, from there I realized I probably wasn't gonna be able to catch too much longer. Uh, so then I went to the outfield and I kind of like the outfield. I do. I do. I played outfield in high school. Actually, I, uh, played outfield up until my junior year then I started catching so I wasn't too many years off from uh from the outfield but I was able to pick it up quick so let's rewind who was your uh primary recruiter obviously I would assume that assistant's not still around correct it was Jerry Zuli okay uh, he was the I hitting coach before Creel and then before uh G so he's long gone he is yep he's long gone went to Alabama uh don't know where he's at now are you able to look back? I, I think you've been here really just through. I mean, we're, I'm pretty. He's kind of seen it all. Well, I was going to yes. say just through a really unique time of of, of La Tech baseball. Like, I, I think with with Lane being here, and I mean the program. I, I say that in the sense of pretty much the program's like trended upward almost every year. Like, yeah. I mean, you've gotten to be here when it, 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 at the beginning of Lane's time, and then just to see it grow like it has. I mean, could you ever? I, I feel like maybe for you, even in your experience in college, a lot of it just depends on what's going on stuff out of your control with coaches and and other stuff so you just got to be here during a really unique time are you able to look back on that now and just be like man like i, I my experience here it's partly lucky but partly like you know all the hard work we've done too i mean is that how you feel oh 1000 percent uh you know my freshman year was when the tornado came through yeah and uh so we were we were parked at ruston high for about two years and uh i mean just it, it starts from the top just the the how far we've come from practicing at ruston high you know, with their, I mean, shout out to Russ and High though oh, for, for taking yeah, us yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, no that was yeah, extremely nice of them. But and it, it starts from the top down. You know, with 
Coach Burroughs getting Coop in here and Gaspard and uh, Matt Miller as our volunteer. He's done a great job with the pitching. And uh, I think he's just an, a tremendous leader. And uh, he's really, you know, changed the atmosphere of the whole um, the whole university and the whole baseball club for sure. And, and Coach Burroughs has talked about how, you know, obviously the, the trials and the tribulations of practicing at Ruston High, and obviously you played a few games out there and how no one else transferred. It, and you know how it is. There's mm-hmm. so many guys that transfer in collegiate athletics regardless of sport uh, in this era. Could could you feel during that moment like the tightness of the team as far as like rallying together, being like, no, like we're going to be the ones that kind of stick around here and kind of make our mark? No doubt, yeah. And everyone in today's uh, college environment has the ability to transfer whenever they want. And you know what better time to transfer when you when you're practicing yeah. at Ruston High and you know and dealing with all that situation. Or you sharing. know it's going to be two years before you're in a stadium. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, but no, I saw the future. Uh, I wanted to be under Coach Burroughs, and uh, I saw the leaders that we had in Taylor Young, Steele Netterville, Parker Bates, Hunter Wells, guys like that, and uh, just wanted to be a part of it. And uh, you know, I did my due diligence. I uh, earned a spot, and uh, you know, our team's looking better than ever this year. You, I gotta ask you. So you, you probably don't remember this, but I'm gonna ask you. So one day, uh, Marshall Series 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. I think y'all split that weekend. It's four game series. Th- they let me do the PA. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, Parker Bates hit a homer into to right field in like the eighth to give mm-hmm. y'all a lead. And I hollered out, "Bates hit a country tater to right." Do you remember it? <laughs> I do remember the hit. Yes, and I he probably tried, didn't hear me. You're telling I, me you don't listen to the PA guys during the game? <laughs> no, no, no. I I try not to remember that series though. Yeah, it was that a was series. that was a rough one, and uh, that actually kind of turned our season it around did, that yeah. year. Though we uh, we realized, you know, we kind of need to grind a little harder. Yeah. After I said country tater right, one of the tech administrators walked in. and They're like, "Oh, you're a pretty big tech fan, huh?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. "You're supposed to be a little biased, I guess." <laughs> yeah, right? like yeah. I mean, I'm the PA guy. I'd be like, like listen, I'm, I'm speaking. Club. That was a that was a country tater. Like, it, was. I, it was a fact of of the play that I saw. So, <laughs> all right, Phil. So you have, man, you you could probably teach a class in branding. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna go there I, with the NIL stuff. Uh, you know, again, you literally have been on this team during like everything that I could possibly imagine being thrown <laughs> at a college. Yeah. So the NIL stuff happens, and immediately, like this, this I think what part of what made people fall in love with this team is I think people could see how good the guys were on the team, um, and just like there's a bunch of guys that are just like they're easy to root for, Genuine. and they're yeah. personable and they're likable, and then you got you who was all those things, but also you have like a distinct look. Okay, Correct. so do you like the hair? Like, tell have us, you ever considered cutting? Yeah, the hair? like tell us like what, what where you're at with that. Like, have you always liked it? Have you kind of you felt <laughs> that the hair, the beard, the Jason Worth thing going? Like, what's that been? I mean, obviously you feel like you probably can't cut it, right? Right, right. And I think it's a little bit of a, um, you know, going to the Catholic high school couldn't have hair touching oh, your okay. collar, no facial oh, hair. So it's a little rebellious, right? Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I like it. I like so it. A when edgy, I yeah. yeah, when I go back to school, I'm like, hey, yeah. look at me now, so you know. That's, like, that's all right. That's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Started from the bottom, now I'm here yeah. with this hair. Yeah. So. No, but uh, yeah, the NIL stuff. That's uh, I think it's tremendous for college athletes. And a little shout out to my NILs, uh, Drip Bar of Ruston. Oh, there you nice. go. Okay. Yep, there you yep. Go. Drip Bar, go get your IV, uh, stay healthy, and then also the Revelry and Bovines yep. of Ruston. There you go. 
I like yep. it. Shout out Rob. <laughs> so, yeah, Rob's got, a good guy. Yes. Rob. Uh, tell us about the Phil Sexuals. Uh, I know your brother. Yes, both, both brothers. Both bro- So you mm-hmm. got two brothers. Two older brothers. Okay. Um, did that start in college or they always Was this been? something they started on their own or did they come run run it by you before they so brought it out? It it kind of started in high school. I okay. mean, not 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 the Phil Sexuals, yeah. but <laughs> their, just their love for like watching me play high school baseball and they would come to you know playoffs and stuff like that but when i got to college um they kind of took it and ran with it especially with you know my distinct look like you said uh and then one when arkansas came to town 21 season that was their kind of like coming out coming out party exactly they painted their bodies uh you know they'd fill across they it was my two brothers mitchell and joseph matulia uh they had one roommate and then uh, another guy, and they had Phil across their chest, P-H-I-L, and on the back they had number 12, and I think that exclamation point. Yeah. And, uh, no, they, yeah, I really appreciate them for all that. <laughs> you know, they make they make it more relaxed, and uh, I know they're having fun, so I'm having fun. Do they come in town for most series? Uh, they'll make they a few. To? So they, they live in Texas, uh, so they're back home, and they, they came once this fall. They usually come my birthday weekend every year in February, okay, okay. and then uh, they'll come like once or twice, and they'll save their vacation days for you know the postseason. <laughs> hey, that's some dedication. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah. Definitely, I can see that taking off once you, you know you got on the field. That, that it actually you know nickname and the and the party helps when you're you know actually playing. You know, right. so that probably helped a good bit. Um, all right, so tell us a little bit about this this team you got this year. Why we should be excited about them? We had told you we had Lane on uh, a few weeks ago, and. Um, he does a good job of getting you excited about stuff, but he really he really sold it well, and uh, people have been pretty fired up since then. Especially you know coinciding with like football losses, people get really excited about baseball. So he right. said he he quoted he said, "Hey, we we I was trying to sit down last night and tried to put it, put a lineup together and and was baffled, like really couldn't do it." So I know you got some new guys in the locker room this this year. So just tell us a little bit about the team and, and what y'all have, uh, y'all found out already about yourselves. Yeah, no, I think our team is extremely. It's probably the deep, deepest it's ever been uh, as far as lineup depth goes. Competition. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's everyone's battling for uh, spots. And so they're all playing, trying to play at their best of their abilities right now. And, uh, you know, the pitching staff is also extremely deep. Um, Fincher's back for a year, Fincher's what, 92? Ba- yes, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's the sixth year. Been here for Fincher's a while. back. We got Greg. Uh, we got Raleigh Hector from A&M. Uh, he's going to throw some innings for us. Isaac Crabb. Uh, you know, so shout out to all of those guys. They're working hard. They're getting after it. But uh, this lineup, like you said, is just absolutely insane right now. I was, um, we had an inner squad this past weekend, and they like to split us up yeah. on the team. So red and blue team, and they try to divvy out kind of talent throughout the team. So Even one's not yeah. top heavy, right? And the first five hitters of each team, I think we're all five starting division one hitters in like those <laughs> that order in a lineup both sides, yeah. yeah so one through five on the red team would start one through five on most division one lineups one through five on the blue team same thing and i was just looking at that like this is great this is insane yeah, yeah. i mean like it, it it sucks for the pitchers i mean they've been having <laughs> yeah. to deal with this all yeah. fall but uh, it, it's ridiculous you, you mentioned some of those new guys and obviously you guys lose you know like you said taylor young still netterville you know hunter wells in years past parker Bates. so so many quality players that have come here through the years um as you walked into the locker room this fall like is there any different feeling for you knowing that like like you've been a leader for a couple of years now but like now it's I'm not going to say it's your team, but like you're one of the guys that these younger guys, these new guys 
are going to look up to and you know you kind of have to in a sense embrace a new role right no I think I never really changed uh, my approach to the locker room as far as uh, leadership goes you know it's it's a team game and uh, we have we have plenty of leaders in that locker room Cole McConnell George Corona guys like that you know Logan McLeod Adarius Myers all these are hitters and uh, just extremely, extremely good players and just extremely good guys that you can get behind. And it's easy to get behind them. And uh, I just, I mean, yeah, the freshmen that come in, you like to take them under your wing and uh, kind of show them this is how we do it. Like, we, we get after it in practice. Like, we're running around, we're getting to our stations. Uh, and they need to know that. They need to know that uh, this is a winning environment. Uh, you come here to win baseball games, win championships. And uh, I think we've done a good job of doing that. How, this fall. how has that shift been like through your years? Talk about everything that you know has changed around the program. Now you guys have been to two straight regionals. It's like we're not walking in here just hoping to win a few games. Like there's bigger it's goals on the horizon. Right. Yeah, the expectation is obviously tremendously different mm-hmm. uh, from when you got here. Right. No. Yeah. You're exactly right. Uh, I didn't really know what I was coming into when I came to Louisiana Tech. Uh, I knew. A regional was always the goal. Yeah. Uh, and they had made one in 16, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I came in in 18 that fall. And so, no, you're, you're, you're definitely correct. The environment has completely changed. We're not hoping to make a regional or make the tournament. You know, we're expecting to win the tournament yeah. to win regionals. And uh, I think that's where our expectations are this year and for the foreseeable future as well. All right. So you got some guys. I, I, I'll, I'm always really interested in the dynamic in the locker room. You touched on it a little bit, but when you got guys coming in that are that are players and mm-hmm. that, like you said, either came from starting lineups or should be in a starting lineup, there's only nine spots on the field on any given day. And I know that through a series on the weekend, these guys are. And you, you know, know baseball. Yeah, I know baseball, I and mean, I played up until like my junior high school. Like I know baseball. <laughs> okay, uh, but what is that? I mean, you guys are competitive. There's, you know, egos. There's, uh, I don't know. Like when you get guys in the locker room, like especially transfers from bigger schools, does it? It's like how how do you balance like being a team and being for each other, but also like hey, I don't want you to take my job. <laughs> right? No. Yeah. We're. I mean, there's, gotta be a good teammate. There's only nine spots to go around, right? And we all know that. So we're just trying to play the best ball we can right now. Everyone's trying to earn their spot, uh, myself included. Uh, so you know, no one's really out to get anyone else. We're at the end of the day, we're all on the same team, and yeah. we we'll, and inner squads. You know, we competitive, get competitive. Yeah. yeah, we we smack talk all that. And so, you know, but when the fall ends and we're all in the same dugout, I think it's going to be just really come together. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's going to be an absolute, uh, you know, change into the into the spring, and you're going to see us really just evolve into a really good team. Okay, so let me all ask right, let's take a break. No. Oh, we got to take a break. We'll come back. All right, you're right. We'll see you next time, Al. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Beck Haynes, Phil Matulia. Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. At BMO Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMO Motors Facebook page. At BMO Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey! 
come on out to where you come out better. Bienville Motors in Arcadia. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. All the scores, all the plays, all the playmakers. We will rewind the weekend high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on the High School Football Rewind Show. This is Mark Kramer. Join me as we break down what happened in high school football. Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for the High School Football Rewind. Join your home for sports in North Louisiana, 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Phil Matulia, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. You got a question for, for, for Phil? Yeah. It's on the O'Neill Gas text line, oh. 888-993-7762. Oh, I'm well, saying they can. Oh, if they can, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll answer. Uh, all right, Phil, I got a two-part question from what I just asked you. If you're a guy that's... You're the eighth or ninth guy, okay? And then you got two guys coming in. That, you're getting deep. Yeah, yeah. That like, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying if you are. And then you got two guys coming in that are fighting for the spot. Would you rather be the guy coming in, or would you rather be the guy already here? Um, that's a good question. I think comfortability plays a part. Um, you know, if you're really comfortable where you're at, that that's going to help your game. Okay. And so I think guys that are already at Louisiana Tech with, um, you know, with guys coming in, they, they've played under Coach Burroughs. They've hit with Coach Gaspard. All you understand that. the town. You exactly. College, yeah. yeah. And you're, you're more comfortable. And, um, but I think you know, a guy coming in from like an LSU or an A&M or something like that, obviously they have expectations too, and they're yeah. coming from the quote-unquote bigger school. And uh, so, you know, Everyone expects to play. It's just you got to earn that. Yeah. So, um, we've asked Coach Burroughs this a lot. Analytics in baseball, we understand how much it's changed. How much has that helped you as a player? Um, and how much do you look into some of that stuff as far as you know whether it's you know your personal data or knowing where you want to get to uh, and kind of how that's evolved and how you've integrated that into your game? Yeah. So analytics have been playing a huge part in baseball uh, over the past you know ten years or whatever it may be. But I think for me, I, I don't really dig too deep into it. I try. I, I video myself. Uh, I don't really look at numbers as far as like exit velocity, launch, launch angle, stuff like that. Um, just drop tanks and don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I just, <laughs> I'll just try to uh, watch video myself, make sure my swing's in the right place. And it's just all about feel, really, yeah. too. Uh, just feeling your swing. And, you know, Coach Gaspar does a tremendous job with, with all of us. And uh, as far as a group goes, you know, a lot of us hitters, we don't really do anything with the analytics. Uh, we're all just about repetitions, hitting off the machine, uh, different placement of the tee, stuff like that. Uh, so it's just a lot, a lot of reps. You guys, and obviously this is another shift in college baseball, you get the opportunity to play real opponents in the fall. And you guys went to Auburn a couple of weeks ago. You'll go to ULM here on Saturday. Um, is that a benefit in the fall to, to get a chance to play a, a different opponent that you haven't seen 
Uh, obviously, you're an older guy. You got a bunch of game reps, but you know, is that fun to go on the road to some of these and you know some of these different places that you maybe haven't seen before, even though it might not be you know five or six thousand people like a regional would be or whatever. Yeah, I think it's more fun. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think it's very beneficial just yeah. to see where where we're at as far as um, you know around the league goes, and uh, being able to go to Auburn and uh, kind of do well over there. And, you know, they've made a, the World Series two out of the past three years. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're up, you know, 11 to 3 after 9. Would you had two tanks in that one? I had one. I had okay. one. Cole had one, and Will Safford had one. And, uh, but everyone throughout the lineup was just mashing. I mean, we, we had 11 hits and, you know, against their dudes. And, uh, but fun, fun. That's, that's really it because we get tired of playing the same uh, opponent. Opponent. Or or each say, other. Facing yeah. the same pitchers every single weekend. Pitchers say, uh, facing the same hitters. And uh, so it's just it's a lot of fun to go out there and and uh, face new arms really. And, and you can go back to your you know your, your old trash talk. You don't have to come up with new stuff. Exactly. You know, we haven't heard it yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Hey, we got a question I, I, from Brett. Yeah. Brett says uh, one of our texters. He says, uh, "What is the best looking on our best performing uniforms, y'all got? What do y'all like? What is the squad like? Is it pretty split, hmm. or do y'all like?" What well, you're... actually, that's a good question. We have some new uniforms. I heard about it. Yep. We have some new unis coming in. Uh, I don't know if they're like shown to the public yet but they look sweet it's good to hear uh, yeah <laughs> glad yeah. you like them they look yep. awesome uh but no uniforms historically my my favorite are probably the pinstripes yeah. oh i love, uh, I love the pinstripes i just they, they feel really good friday night home game yep yeah yep. friday night crowd. yeah so, exactly so i uh with football i i really don't like the red helmets i'm, I'm not a fan pretty outspoken about mm -hmm. that uh so he says and this one's a shout out to beck how would you feel about white batting helmets <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. I would like that. I would like that. We usually just have the blue and the red, yeah. but uh, white would yeah. be different for sure. I got you. Okay, so you uh, this talking about playing in the fall, uh, if you don't know, a lot of these players in the offseason, they go and they play summer ball. So you played. We were Went fall to the Cape. Went to the Cape. Cape yep. Cod League is kind of a big deal, yeah. <laughs> no. Is it? It is. It is. Okay. Best uh, league in the country. So we had fun following uh, the, your team's him and Social Fincher, media. McConnell. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was fun. So, I mean, tell us about this summer and and, uh, and how you liked that. Yeah, no, it was it was a blast. Uh, shout out to the Harbor Hawks and uh, so is that like Cape a Codley. bunch of small towns? Is that yes. what it is? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, so it was me, George Corona. George came up okay. uh, like halfway through the summer, right after Finch left, because okay. Finch was on innings, innings limit. Count. Yeah. So I lived with Finch for the first three weeks up there. Do you all have host homes? We or? do, we okay. do. So we had our host family up there. Have you ever had a bad experience with a host family i haven't okay, so well, i've only been to summer ball twice but mm -hmm. both my experiences were terrific okay. uh cole lived literally down the street and then when george came up he lived with uh cole but uh no we had a blast it was, it was really fun yeah like you said it's just a bunch of small basically neighborhoods mm -hmm. like so katuit was basically its own little neighborhood we we're in hyenas its own little like barnstable it's its own little town and they're all like really close. So the farthest trip we had was forty-five minutes. A lot well, of day games, right? Uh, some, yeah. Some have to start early because some fields don't have lights. So, uh, like twenty twenty-two, they need to get. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's really? a lot. Fields were awful. No, the fields were horrible. Really? Yeah, high school fields. They Isn't were just. That interesting, they were though. brutal. So is that kind of hard to get? Are you kind of like, what am I doing here? Well, it's it's. I feel like it's hard on like infielders for sure. Yeah. Because they're getting scouted. And these these, Balls are just these jumping there's everywhere. rocks yeah. in the infield, and they're taking them <laughs> off like the face. Oh, that's so good. And so, yeah, I mean, it's tough for them, but uh, no, really fun, really fun atmosphere up there. Katuit drew really good crowds. Um, 
But so it was is a great it, summer. Is it show up and play games every day? Is there yep. pr- much practice involved or not? No, really? there's just BP before the game, some ground balls. Let it rip. And let it rip. Yeah, we got one off day every other week. So we were playing. Oh, my God. It's MLB. Yeah. yeah. Really, it's no, MLB. Yeah. Pretty much. And so it was it was a grind. But it's nothing like I played at the Northwoods the summer yeah, before. Yeah. You got two off days all summer. Mm. Oh, my God. And you're you're taking eight hour drives, you know, around the Great Lakes. Yeah, I saw Jeff Ince got his glove stolen. Yep, yeah, Jeff Ince uh, in the Northwoods got wiped out. Rockford Rivets, they got their stuff uh, stuff jacked, but uh, they they got it back. Oh, so. that's good. Yeah, they did. All right, so back to Rustin. I want to know. Uh, I want to know who the. Uh, well, I'll go with Coach Burrows. Can you tell us something about Coach Burrows that you would you would think maybe everybody doesn't know? Like, what do you? I mean, because like we said, we know he's a great talker. He promotes the team incredibly well. The dude knows his stuff, baseball. He's got the real, like, I mean, the lane train thing. He knows that I'm calling Jay Johnson down there trying to figure out why they ain't playing. That's right. That's right. So, just what, I mean, what do you, uh, obviously, I'm I'm assuming you like him, and if you didn't, you wouldn't say it here. So, tell (laughs) us, like, just something about him that that maybe we don't, we wouldn't know. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll tell you all something. Something great about him, actually, uh, that a lot of people probably probably in your best. A lot, yeah, no doubt. That a lot of people probably don't know um, is he grinds in the weight room. Absolutely grinds. Oh, I love that. Looks like the Terminator. I'll be in the cage hitting, and he'll be back there incline benching nine nineties for reps. I like it. Yeah, he gets after it. Does he ever? Hold on, hold on. Does he ever say, "Hey, Phil, you need to pull the pants up today"? Uh, I, I I'm wearing my pants up this year. Okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah, so okay. new style. Yep. Okay. Pants up this year. So does that like is that kind of is, is a player you're like all right like this dude's in here grinding with us. Like, yeah. He's not just the guy no. over there eating peanuts. You exactly. Know? Yeah. No, and I think that that plays another major role in his uh in his in his coaching. Uh, the, Phil, I gotta know on the pants socks or stirrups. Socks. So stirrups are too much work. They too are too much work. Too they, they're much always work. falling. Yeah, I just I, I agree. I can't take so it. So what's the what's the reason for the move? I mean, uh, uh, superstition probably. Yeah. No. I got I got I warm up this summer. Got comfortable with it and uh, dropping bombs. And was like, I'm yeah, bringing, I'm bringing this back to. No. Rest. Yeah. I just uh, I got comfortable with it. And I I'm, I've liked it this fall, so I'm going to okay. stick with it. All right. I've talked to Cooper Fouts a few times. How much, how jacked up does he get? Oh, like, he Coop, seems like he's amped. Coop's the man. Coop's the man. So there's a major difference in our two assistants. Gas. Spard, very mild mannered, okay. extremely professional. Uh, you know, he jokes around with us sometimes, but you just you respect him, and uh, he's just a down to earth guy, great guy. Doesn't really yell a whole lot, uh, but Coop Coop will get after you, and uh, he's very high energy, running around. He gets after it in the he's weight room to too. Oh, I can tell. He, yeah, he he grinds too with Burrows, both of them, and uh, yeah, he he he's basically just a player in himself. Uh, he likes to mess with all the guys. He learned from Bryce Harper, probably. Yeah, exactly. And so, no, great guy. Both, he both great him. guys. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he had some relationship he with him. Bryce Harper, all right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that till today, actually. Really? Burroughs told us today that. Uh, yeah, he coached Bryce Harper in Juco when he skipped his what, senior year. Exactly. Of high exactly. Oh Out in uh, Arizona. Yeah, I, I asked him a story, funny story. I asked him about coaching Bryce Harper, and he was like, when Bryce skipped high school and went to JUCO, his mom would drop him off at practice every day because he couldn't drive yet. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Yeah, that's, like, wild to think about. Yeah. Like, hey, mom, practice at four. <laughs> I got to be there. Uh, all right, so, I mean, Lane, like you said he works out, and he's and he's swole. Okay, we'll give it to him. Yeah. He he can look pretty scary and mad on the field. Yeah. I mean, does he, does he lay into y'all? Does he get after y'all? Oh, yeah. No, he I – mean, that's just his look, though. He's got that, he's got that mean mug look. Yeah. 
and making uh, guys not really want to run to third sometimes. It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I go to stand next to that dude. Yeah, makes the pitchers not want to throw <laughs> so strikes. Right, They're right, like, yeah, who's this guy? Right. No, he, he he's actually been really uh, really good this year. I think he he hasn't yelled at us too much. That could oh, be just because right. we're playing real well. Yeah. Not really sure on that. Uh, maybe he's getting soft. I'm, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> we'll tell him you said so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he he's great guy, great coach, great leader. Uh, all in all, when uh. When Ryan Jennings hit Faltini at Texas last year, and like Texas, like whole roster wanted to fight for some odd reason. Yeah, like what he a hit joke. guys in the regional for no yeah. reason. I mean, was like, that on an off speed? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's the one you send down there. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. we're gonna drop the old eighty-six yeah. mile an hour yeah. breaker on you. Yeah. Like that. That was a little odd, huh? Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you give Faltini a, a message when he got down to first? No, so actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Me and Faltini played on the same 8U Bandi- really? Banditos <laughs> team. Oh, you know and each he's, other. Yeah, we know each other from way back. His dad was the coach. Oh, that's too good. Yeah, so he's from Houston and uh, played on the same team. And so me and him, are, we're cool. We'll, we talked before the game. And uh, when he got to first base, I was just like, hey, you know, that wasn't intentional at all, <laughs> obviously. And he was like, it doesn't matter. I was like, all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought we had some history. Okay, like yeah. I mean, yeah, they're trying to beat us. We're trying to beat them. So yeah, I just, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, all right. All right. So who's the funny guy on the team? Funny guys. Funny guy award goes to Will Safford. Uh, he's oh, the new, new guy. New guy. Okay. New guy. Yeah. Oh, so that's what he came in. He said, "All right, if I, I'm going to be the funny guy." Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he's uh, he's played that role real well. Okay. All, all right. Last question. We'll let you get out of here. Uh, schedule came out. Yep. Uh, actually, two questions. How, how closely do y'all look at the schedule? Is that something that you no, take a lot of time? No, not really. I mean, I, I looked at it, and it's it's a it's a good schedule. It's a tough schedule, and uh, but Burroughs always said it's a nameless, faceless opponent, and so we just go out there, we strap it on, and uh, we'll play anyone wherever, whenever. Uh, how excited are you to go back to Hattiesburg? Uh Play little brother. Do y'all April feel 20th? about Hattiesburg the same way we feel about Hattiesburg? I don't know. How do y'all feel? about Oh, Hattiesburg? just can't stand them. Can't stand them. Don't like. Hey. <laughs> I mean, not anybody. I would don't rather get me started I'd play on them forty games a year. Yeah. Don't get me started on Sergeant. Yeah, yeah. obviously, Old you know, Dusty. Yeah, yeah, Dusty, Dusty. Hey, you love seeing Dusty I, on the I, mound. I, I want to see Dusty on the mound. Dude, yeah. that, that was that was probably didn't like have top, fun. That was definitely top like one sports moment for me at Tech. Yeah, was you, those, there was that game. I've never experienced anything that, like that. That whole day. I yeah. mean, still with the walk-off the game before. And then you hit the one in the night. Yeah. I mean, I still just remember it. Like, I mean, you hit it, and we're like, is it going to get caught? And then it's tailing away, and it's like, it's not getting caught. We freaking nope. win the game. Like, I'll never forget it. Yeah. No, but back to your question. Uh, Hattiesburg, you know, I, lo- I love the environment. Uh, yeah, it is a good environment. Their fans get after it, and so I like playing in that environment. And uh, obviously, we dropped two out of three down there last year, so we're trying to sweep the uh, midweek series this year. There you right. go. Might need to bring that trophy down there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad, bad. idea. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout. You want to stay around and uh, pick the game? Uh, Sure. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, Philip Matulia, John Tabor. Be back right after this. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Hey DQ fans, we're so excited about October's Blizzard of the Month. 
that we just had to tell you. Meet the new Snickers Brownie Blizzard Treat. Made with Snickers pieces, chewy brownie pieces, and caramel topping blended into the world-famous DQ soft serve. This might just be your new go-to order. And you don't even have to trick or treat to get it. Try it today, only at DQ. Happy. Tastes good. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on a Tuesday night. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor. Phil, got one more question for you. P. Picker and Big D's wondering, with Halloween <laughs> right around the corner, will you be dressing up? I will. I will be dressing up. What are you going at? Uh, haven't not, decided. Haven't decided can't yet. Can't disclose. Yeah, can't disclose. That's that's right. Uh, okay. I'm, it's a little bit of a surprise, so we'll just have to wait on that. So does the team have a little Halloween shindig or possibly, okay. possibly? Right. Yeah. Okay. Like All right. All right. So Tech opens up as well. Opened up as an eight eight and a half, I think. Point. That was high. Favorite. Yeah. Haven't won a road game since December third, twenty twenty. And uh, jogging out, probably speculation, probably the third stringer. All right. Maybe. Maybe the second stringer. Yeah. Maybe the first stringer. Never know. Never know. Hey, yeah, I tell you one it, thing. They bought it down a little bit. What? Uh, head coach Sonny Cumbie ain't going to tell us. No, he's not. I just, yeah, you, you don't know. We don't know. He don't know. He might not know. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Anyways, so now Texas six and a half point favorite. You think it gets lower? I think that'd be real. I happy. just, I, I mean, Vegas has got to be like, listen, I don't want nothing to do with these two teams. Like, well, how much money do you think gets put on it, like cross country? Like, two I mean, grand? you and I's like, bet are much. probably <laughs> top. Okay, so listen to this. I will tell you this. I had a buddy sitting at the game. He said he was sitting next in front of a guy that was on the phone the entire game and was calling everything. Okay, that was uh, that was a run play and it got four yards, second down and six. Like, quick, quick, quick. And he said the guy said something about like Austria or something, but he his thought was this guy's relaying information back to a sports book, trying to get the information as quickly as possible, so they could update lines. Unless he just had like a nephew or something that was a big tech fan and wanted to, huge fan. But I mean, this guy was like he said he was a big fan. He was obviously over the phone. Yeah, but he was like not a tech fan. Like it wasn't like he was. Yeah, yeah, he went dialed in. It's like yeah, he was doing a job. So I thought it was interesting. Interesting. Anyways, uh, Texas Phil, six and a half. Hold on, back. before we get into this, Phil, I got to ask you: Do you and some of the guys play fantasy football? We can't. 
Can't do that. You can't even do that. No. Not even for money. No. I mean, if it's not for money, you can't do anything. No. No. Yeah, I can't do any really? uh, NCAA rules. Yeah. No, NCAA needs to change it. It's yeah. a good answer there, Phil. Make sure <laughs> I you don't get the test. All right, so the over-under is 57. I think the over's been hitting a lot more than the under, which is just surprising to me. I just never know. Surprising? Have you seen our defense? I know, but I just, yeah. That's that's what, I guess I'm always hoping our defense will do better. and Doesn't happen too no. often. Are you friends with football players? I have a few football player friends. Who yeah. are you friends with? Uh, I'm friends with Smoke. Okay, Smoke. we love Smoke. Yep. And uh, Griffin Abair. Oh, we love Griff. Yep. Griff. Uh, so Noah White, the placeholder, he's Seth White. I played with him oh, yeah. on the baseball yeah, team. Yeah, we know Noah real yeah. well. Noah's yeah. a good friend of the program. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Needs um, to focus on holds. A <laughs> little more. Yeah. Uh, I, and there's others yeah. that I know in passing. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Ben, a lot of unknowns. We don't know who's starting. We don't know uh, injuries. We got them all over the place. That's a long trip to Florida. It is a flight. It's a flight. Uh, short week, by the way. Yep, Friday night. Friday night game. Gonna be hey, I'll late, be honest. Late night on the post I love Friday night games because I, I can too. watch different games all I mean, day Saturday. I love, yeah, exactly. And the Not play, that I don't love And honestly, the, the players do too. These guys are players, but they're also fans of the game. Yeah. And that's their biggest complaint is they don't get to watch college Post game shows going to be a late one. You can get a Z107.5, Impact Healthcare Solutions, Louisiana Tech Collins Show. Taze, what are we going on there? About 1130? What are we, 7 o'clock kick? Yeah. Yeah. 11. 11. 11. Woo! Becky eating Wingstop for the game. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's listening, Ben. I can't I can't disclose that information. Phil, what's your favorite place to eat in Ruston? Ooh. Other than Bovines. I was going to say, oh, this yeah. Test. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, Bovines. Bovines is definitely a spot. But if I wanted more of a, a quick, a little quick meal, yeah. uh, I'd probably have to go with Yaki. Little new new Dude, spot. Yes, the new Yaki, Yaki. is so much Where? better. Oh, it's back here in California. Yaki. Yes, yeah. 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 wife it's loves better. that. Better than great it used spot. To be. Wife loves that. Yep. Better than it used to be. It's better a different than, owner. I, it's still teriyaki. Okay. Uh, all right. This game, I got I got the dogs winning by ten. They're covering. Don't say a score because Tate will pick the same yeah. thing. Well, he, always... pick, he picked my line. <laughs> Thirty to twenty dogs. T- Taves is always taking the under of, uh, of my score. Uh, which, no, by the way, our head, scores bro. are never even close. So never, never. And nor do we ever even revisit I, them. I actually <laughs> said forty-one thirty last week, and we oh, scored forty-one. We just go. lost. Mm. A little kudos to you, Phil. Who you got? You got to take the dogs. Oh, got to, got to, got to. Are you not going to give us a score for real? Oh, um, mm. yeah. You think Liddy starts? Thirty-six twenty-six. I don't know how you get to twenty six. Couple missed extra. Points. Couple missed extra points. How are you getting the thirty six? Liddy, a two point conversion. Yeah, we somewhere. don't. I mean, I'm a little down on Liddy's two point conversion, so he's probably going to miss one. So yeah. what is that? You can go to you can go twenty eight. If Liddy wins this game, or he gets one. If Liddy wins this game, are you naming your kid Liddy or no. Landry or? Not yet. All right, we're not there <laughs> not yet. Not yet. All right, I'll take the dogs. Uh, thirty four, thirty one. Because why would I pick it to not be a close game? I think our that's our school. We have a 34-31 well, every Well, we week. know it's going to be high score, and we know that Tech will hopefully be high score. you scoring. feel good about Florida's offense? Oh, you don't feel good about our defense? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think it'll be a, uh, a tough one. Been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Eric Henry with Underdog Dynasty for joining us, Phil. We appreciate yeah, you coming Yeah, seriously, in. Phil, appreciate Great it. Great stuff. No yeah, problem, stuff. no problem. I appreciate y'all. Uh, for Phil Batulia, for Beck Ains, for our producer, John Tabor, on BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you.
Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Devin? Hey, hey guys. Great to be on with you. I really like the show. Thank, Thank you, buddy. You. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, so you remember Mike White? I think that yes. was his name with the with Jets the Jet, last with year. The Jet, with the Jets. Remember that? Yep. Mike yep. White. Right. He threw like four touchdown passes, and it's like, this is the guy. Where'd yep. he come from? Who needs right. Zach Wilson? And then the next week, like, four picks. Yeah. Right. And everyone's like, all right, so I guess he's not all that, and everyone kind of calmed down. You had a little of that last night with Bailey Zappi, I think. I yeah, think. when he when he had the you first two drives, th- people went crazy. Exactly, and then you watch that second half, and you saw that last pick, and I mean, I I think everyone was like, "Oh boy." Uh, <laughs> so I, I think I think it's going to calm that down, and I think Mac Jones back in now, and I think you can. You know, let things stabilize. And then if Jones, like Chris said, I think he's right. After a couple of weeks, he's still not doing well. Then you can say, all right, maybe we make a decision for the year. But I think the way Zappi played last night is going to take a little of the excitement off of that. I agree. And yeah. the steam. Rob, 877-99 Don't even – I don't care what he does. I don't give he throws three picks in the first half. I mean, maybe that maybe there's something he could do to get pulled, but you know what I mean. Let him play. No, let they him play because if play. he stinks no, it up for two play. weeks, then everybody will understand you going to Zappy, and it'll actually be the right move at that point. But he just screwed it up at this this point. It was ridiculous. All right, we got Randy Mueller, NFL Executive of the Year in the past, now Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst. We'll get to him shortly get his thoughts on this zap zappy mac jones controversy um but first our man ilo with the update ilo fellas this evening los angeles ram star aaron donald and boston Celtics star jalen brown each announced within a few minutes of one another that they're terminating their respective associations with kanye west's donda sports marketing agency donald and brown each cited recent hateful and anti-semitic remarks made by west as the reason for their decisions 